0: Welcome to Burnt Out to Badass. It's me, the head badass, Dr. Erin Wiseman, and I am talking with the chief rebel today, Jen Rice. She spent so many years in the business world as a strategy consultant, and after her burnout at age 49, she sold everything. She roamed the world with a camera and a carry-on and began the process of redesigning the life that she wanted to be more free, expansive, and impactful. I love Rebel With A Cause, and I can't wait to share this conversation with you. you Welcome to Burnt Out To Badass Podcast, my friend, my colleague, Jen Rice. It is so great to have you here with
1: me today. Thank you. I'm excited to be here.
0: Yeah. Tell everybody who's listening a little bit about yourself and then I'll tell how we got
1: connected. All right. I was a strategy consultant for about 30 years and I'm sure we'll get into the burnout part as we move forward. But the short story, Burned Out, completely uh, left my life for My 50th birthday, I sold everything and got a one-way ticket overseas, and now I am living currently in Tbilisi Republic of Georgia, which if you're not familiar, it's somewhere over between Turkey and Russia and Armenia.
0: I love it. And it is my morning right now and your evening, but with the magic of the internet, we've connected. My team reached out to you because we were so compelled by your story that you are a high-achieving, kick-ass, take name strategy consultant who found herself in the dark night of the soul. So if you don't care, would you share with us about that place of burnout and what it was like for you and how it felt?
1: Yes. I'm sure n- no one here can relate to feeling like you have to do everything and carry the the weight of the world on your shoulders. I was working in strategy, customer-centric strategy for a variety of different companies. And it's not just the hours. It's the feeling like you have to pick up the slack. It's being a woman who uh, we managed to multitask really well. So other people just say, oh, you can take care of this and that and that and that that you see isn't actually you know getting picked up. And, and then layered on top of that was just this soul level deficit of just feeling like I wasn't really in the right career for me. And I was good at what I did. But it just felt really empty so over time it was just this real just bone weary exhaustion of living a life that i didn't even think was mine to live
0: and after 30 years i would think that it would be so hard just like when i talked to my physician colleagues to say like oh shit this is not it like having that reckoning point was it like that
1: you know there was there were many re- <laughs> there were many points where i'm I was thinking, there's got to be something else. And when I had to be realistic with myself, I I was like, well, what am I supposed to do? Start over at the bottom somewhere? I felt like I was trapped. You know, once you are, you're so far in, like, you know, it's a Venus flytrap, right? You're so far in, you don't think that there's any way out, And how do I make a lateral move or how do I start researching or figuring out like what I can do to start over at the bottom at 50? You know, is that even possible?
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, so true. So many women I've talked to, I've coached with, I've done speaking events with, and there, and it is, it's that trapped in a cage and a really pretty golden cage that you've built yourself and it's got a lot of nice shit in it. But you look around you're like, but I'm in a cage. And what do I do next? Oh my gosh, such a good illustration of what was happening on the inside. What do you think, as people who are interacting with you, what this phase of your life looked like on the outside to them?
1: I think many people thought that I probably had it all. I had a top floor apartment in San Francisco. I traveled all around the world. I had really cool projects in Dubai and Zurich and you know, a variety of places. And, uh, actually at that point in my life, I was going home in tears every week for two years and managed to go back out on my own. And I was freelancing and then I worked for another company and I was just, Oh, I might've looked like I had it all together at my last job. Right before I quit, I had a situation where I was just exhausted. I didn't feel like I was being seen and heard for what I brought to the table. And I lost it in a meeting. I was so angry and I just let it out. And I was really embarrassed at myself because I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I showed up that way. And I thought about it. And the next day I called my boss and I said, this situation is not bringing out my best and I need to leave. And I literally quit that day.
0: So walk us forward on that. So you were approaching your 50th birthday. You had the like emotional implosion, which I actually had the exact same thing, like to the point I was so burned out that like my filter was gone too. Tell
1: us where the journey then started to take you. Well, I had booked a photography trip to Morocco for my 50th birthday. And I kept thinking about it, realizing I don't think I'm going to want to come home. I have wanted to live overseas my whole life and I thought it is now or never, let's just do this. So in about two months, I just sold everything, got a one-way ticket. I found a special for a discounted business class ticket to the south of France. That's where I spent my 50th birthday. I was actually supposed to have an international project and... That was what lured me over there and gave me this confidence that I'd be able to do it. And after I got overseas, I heard that the client went out on long-term health disability. So I was sitting on the coast of Morocco. It didn't suck. But I was sitting on the coast of Morocco going, I am homeless and jobless. Now what? Oh, my God, what do I do? And that began a year of really allowing myself and kind of giving myself permission to just stop and slow down and just be for the first time in a really long time.
0: Oh, my gosh. That point of getting to now what and then being able to extend ourselves permission is such an important and vital point for all of us in this healing journey and this what you call reinvention journey. It's critical. And It either comes with what I call the feather moments, like that little tickle inside of you, and you're like, hmm, something's going on, or the two-by-four, which is typically what I get upside the head. and It sounds like yours was a two-by-four,
1: too. Absolutely.
0: So who or what was so instrumental at this point in your journey? Was it the travel? Like, was it teaching you things?
1: You know... What it was, um, and I actually, so now I'm coaching and uh, I'm coaching who I call rebels uh, rebels with a cause through transitions. And I encourage them to try to do something to at least, you know, most people can't do what I did and literally just walk out of their lives. But at minimum, getting a little space around it, I call it like a you know, when you're testing for food allergies, you go on a bit of a cleanse, and then you just start reintroducing things, and just seeing, you know, what's working and what's not. So I think that what I did, in hindsight, it was a life cleanse, there's literally nothing around me that was familiar. And I was forced, I was, very. I've always been very introspective, but I had nothing to lean on but myself. And I learned how to listen to my intuition and listen to my gut and feel my way through. I call it navigating life like a bat. Like I started feeling my way forward instead of overanalyzing everything to death.
0: So important because as high performing alpha females, all of our lives, we have been told that our desires, our intuition, our inner knowing. No, no, no. Don't listen to that. When in fact, I know in my journey, many of my people and hearing your journey, that's the exact thing that we need to tap back into. You know, those things when you're like, mm, don't think I should do this, having no quote unquote logical reason. But when you do, then you're like, holy shit, my t- intuition, she's one smart bitch. Like she knows. And so you're so right, like stripping away all of, not even the comforts, but But more of the like things that we lean upon as our crutches to then finally stand up and and be like, no, like, I think I do know what I want for me. And it's no longer the external validations doing that. So talk me through a little bit about your neurodiversity work that you're doing with your clients or people who don't quite fit in the box? Because I'm one of those. I'm one of those doctors. I don't fit in the box. So I'm so excited to hear you tell about how you take this on. Well, I started
1: really deciding to understand who I was and how I'm wired because I never felt like I fit in anywhere. And I started doing some research and. There's this idea of, well, if you you haven't read, there's books on the gifted adult. I mean, if you were a gifted child and then suddenly you're an adult and like nobody recognizes such a good book, special treatment, right? When you were a kid and now it's like nobody really pays attention to that. So the fundamental thing is we're wired differently, but I find really fascinating is that our filters in our brain take in more information so we can get easily overwhelmed but it also what is what allows us to have amazing intuition and connect the dots and see patterns. But we're able to do that because we take in a lot of information. So understanding how we're wired and I call it rebels with a cause because typically it's this kind of personality uh, is a challenger of the status quo, doesn't like to fit into a box, is passionate about doing the right thing, passionate for justice and When I really started embracing the fact that that's who I was, and I also have some Aspie tendencies too, uh, a little on the autism spectrum, uh, where that leaves off and where gifted adult comes in, it's really hard to tease apart because they actually share a lot of the same characteristics. So when I realized that, I, I also understood that I love to help people who are also in the same boat And we don't like linear processes. We don't like linear goal setting. And so all the advice that's out there is designed for a very neurotypical human being that is not me and not you and not a lot of people that we know. So I really wanted to be that resource to say, it's okay and just really, and this is the other, I think, really pivotal thing for me is owning your uniqueness that is a strength And stop living according to shoulds and go, no, this is who I am. If you don't like it too bad, you know, and really understanding your own strengths and the limitations and being able to work within those limitations in a really creative way. Yeah, I always tell people, whatever the world
0: is telling you is your weakness is actually your superpower. And to lean into that. I know that that's exactly where I have found my most fulfilling work. Is when I'm kind of like, fuck you. Like, I'm going to do it my way. And yeah, it may be harder and it may be weird and quirky and different. But you know what? At the end of the day, I go home to myself and mine. And you go home to yours. And that's all that really matters at the end of the day. Well, before we got on the recording, we were talking about what I call like guardrails. The things to put in your place so that you don't go careening off the road into the ravine. Burning out again. Because we know, especially as women who have been highly successful, who our personalities are to achieve a lot of things, that we have to put those guardrails in to protect ourselves, to live sustainably. And I know you mentioned a few of them to me, but I want to list them and then see if there's some more that maybe pop up. Because I think it's good for our audience to hear, like, we didn't just like get through the burnout journey and then we're like, yeah, we're good, no more problems. I don't know about you, but it is a weekly, daily, hourly process. You'd be like, no, 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 we don't do that anymore. And remind myself. So some that you listed was getting really good at saying no. And my version of that is no is a complete sentence. Another thing you mentioned was having super clear boundaries. Oh, so good. Talk a little about this, especially being neurodiverse. You know, the boundaries get a little gray at times.
1: Yeah. And to be honest, I mean, what my my recipe here is I, I kind of think about it like a compass and what is my compass? And it consists of yes, no, and needs. So really understanding your yes, and your yes is what lights you up. And it's a whole body yes. It's a very somatic. When you're doing the thing that you are born to do, it feels light, expansive, and a no feels contractive. So Just practicing with what does a yes feel like in my body? What does a no feel like in my body? And when you're really clear on your yes and no, it's really easy. It's much, much easier to hold boundaries because without that, you're, you know, maybe a lot of different things look good or I could do this or I could do that or I should do that. And all of a sudden, our lives are full of coulds and shoulds or shiny objects that look interesting. But we really have to get back to what lights us up. And if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. And really trying to be committed to to that process,
0: and talk a little bit about the needs in that equation.
1: Yeah. So my background is mostly customer uh, strategy. So I spent the last thirty years researching to understand what makes us all buy shit we don't need. And you know, at the end of the day, it's emotion. Emotion drives behavior a hundred percent of the time. And usually the emotion is connected to, I call kind of our 12 core needs. So I did research across every single category on the planet and it was the same patterns over and over. So how do we get our needs met? You know, we feel it. We feel when we're getting, when we feel um, secure or free or expansive or joyful, or, you know, some of our, our needs, our fundamental ones are, do I feel purposeful and impactful? Do I feel free and autonomous? Do I feel secure? Do I feel a sense of belonging? You know, And then there's expression, creativity. There's a number of them. And the recipe for each one of us is different. I could show up differently, right? So when you really understand what motivates you as a human being, and I will say just this one more caveat. So I spent 30 years researching. I could tell anybody what their customer wants to feel, but... Last year was the first time I asked myself how I wanted to feel. And that was a huge game changer. What are my needs? How do I want to feel? And when I actually said, I really want to feel free and impactful and expressive and magical. And then I compared that to my management consulting job where I get two weeks of vacation and sit under fluorescent lights. I'm like, oh, it's obvious why I wasn't happy. So this is where the needs part comes in with the yes and no and knowing how we want to feel and just really kind of aligning to that and just using that as a North Star.
0: Girl, absolutely. Because, you know, getting to that darkness of the soul, bottom of the burnout barrel is usually because you're 180 degrees in the opposite direction of that. And so, absolutely, like coming back to that and then like having the reckoning of like, nope. Life's not gonna look how I plan, and it it's gonna be different, but it's gonna feel fucking amazing. Well, Jen, it has been my pleasure to sit down and talk with you. Oh my gosh, you're my sister from another mister. We will be hanging out more. If you want to check out Jen's work, we will have all the information in the show notes about Rebels with a Cause. And of course, I would love to invite you over to Burnt Out to Badass as well. Jen, thank you so much for staying up late in the middle of the night and hanging out with me here in the US. It is an honor and the badass in me honors the badass in you.
1: Thank you. I do business with the U.S. all the time. So no problem. And I loved it. And uh, I really love what you're doing with focusing on this because it's so important. So thanks so much for having me on.
0: If it's not a full body, hell yes, then it's a hell no. I love that so much. And if you want more too, go head over and check out Jen at JenRice.co. And of course, I would love to welcome you over to BurnedOutToBadass.com. We got so many great resources happening over there. Just check the show notes for all the things because listen, going it alone is no longer an option. Remember, the badass in me honors the badass in you.